0: Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells
1: the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown.
0: Hey, thanks everyone for joining us today. We are welcoming Juliette Abdel, who is the President and CEO of the Westminster Chamber of Commerce. And Juliette, welcome to our podcast. Thanks so much, Debbie, for having me. So besides us being friends in real life, which I consider a wonderful honor, I've always admired the work you do in the business community and representing the interests of all of your membership up in the Westminster area. Before we jump into that and all the things that you're working on to help the business community Tell everyone who's listening a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your journey, and how you ended up becoming president and CEO.
1: Absolutely. So um, as you've shared, I'm president and CEO of the Westminster Chamber of Commerce here in Westminster, Colorado. Um, We service businesses, not just in Westminster, but the surrounding area and across the state of Colorado, should they have an interest in our local economy. Um, But my background is really in private sector management. I was a former small business owner. Um, I worked in public policy as a legislative aide before um, and then transferred into chamber and association management and led uh, political action committees, public imaging campaigns, and things of that nature. I am half OP, half Yankee. So I was born up East and I <laughs> grew up the second half of my life in Oklahoma. Um, that gave me really the the blessings of appreciating life and the people I interact with like you, um, but also the drive to continue to do better, be better and succeed in, in anything that I put my hands in. So proudly took over as the presidency of the chamber about three and a half years ago. And uh, time flies by. It really feels like 23 years now with <laughs> with COVID over the last oh, several months. No. But um, it, it was a, a decision I made to kind of go back into chamber work, but just kind of get out of Oklahoma into an environment that was new and different. So I'd gone out to Aspen and thought Colorado must be as, as gorgeous. And uh, while it's not filled with marigolds all over, it is still a breath of fresh air.
0: Absolutely. Well, and you're... You're right. Colorado is such a treasure. And that's why people keep coming here and we keep growing in a vibrant way. Tell us a little bit more about the Westminster Chamber. It sounds like you said you have anyone who has a business interest in Westminster, so they don't have to just do business there, but probably folks that have a statewide focus as well.
1: Absolutely. So our chamber actually started about seven years ago, and we are one of the younger organizations that was intentionally designed for our small business community. So small businesses in the area did not like that they were not at the table at city or state level. They decided to create an organization that would represent their best interests. And so we were born out of that. Our efforts focus on advocacy and it also was to support tourism and I know when you think of Westminster like where does tourism fall in that we're not the Dylan I sculptors or <laughs> we having yeah. a 14 or anything like that but we are more of the conference the sporting groups the those types of gatherings that come into a community or CE credits etc so the organization was founded on the premise of supporting small businesses and being a voice for the overall community. Now, anyone that has a vested interest is uh, is able to join because of several reasons. One, we want them to be able to market to our community. The second, which is more of my selfish interest, is that I want them to grow their footprint so much that they will either relocate or expand into Westminster. And to do that, they have to have that lifeblood around them. We have upward of 350 members with COVID. I, I always like to say it's more of 4,000 since we're servicing the, the entire business community right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and it's interesting to think about Westminster as a destination. I think my very first job in Colorado was in Westminster 30 years ago,
1: oh, wow. driving
0: from the south part of town. Tell us more about Westminster. What makes it yeah. interesting? And is it a growing community? Oh, what, yeah. What's kind of the big uh the big thing Westminster's known for? The big
1: pull. So, you know, we're centrally located, 20 minutes from Denver Boulder. Now, I gave you that time period outside of traffic and all other conditions. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're about an hour from DIA, 40 minutes from if you're looking to go to the mountains like El Dorado or things like that. Inside of Westminster, we're uniquely situated. And a lot of people don't realize how big we are. We're we're sitting on both Adams and Jefferson County. A population of upward of 114,000 pre-census, which is estimated to go up to 125,000. Um, we're serviced by three school districts. So the lar- the second largest, which is Jeffco Public Schools. And then we have Adams 12 and also Westminster Public Schools servicing us as well. Um, so our, our range, our footprint is, is pretty spread out. You know, we come close to Arvada and Broomfield, but we're technically the, the North Denver Denver Metro area that's there. Most people will have come out to Westminster for the Butterfly Pavilion. Um, we also have Adventure Golf. We're connected heavily to the Highland Hills uh, Parks and Recreation District, which services the one of the five largest uh, water parks across the nation. So there's a lot to be seen here for sure in our community.
0: That sounds really fun. I'll have to come out and check out your water park. Well, will <laughs> try that out in your restaurant. That would be great. So thinking back of your goals on advocacy and access and business growth for Westminster, tell us what life was like for you in January 2020 before covid as far as your up. biggest challenges and opportunities. And then I'm going to, then I'm going to ask the harder question. Like, what's it like now?
1: But what were your biggest
0: issues? Yeah. Looking back in January.
1: Yeah. So looking back in January, you know, every year we follow a program of work. So at the end of the year, we kind of digest what did we complete? What did we achieve? And where do we want to move the needle over the next year? Ultimately trying to go through this five year big picture if we want. So for 2020, our focus was, you know, membership. Being a membership-based organization, we have to continue to not just grow the membership, but engage with our existing members, get them to utilize things that are available to them, to ask us questions when they need it, and really think of us as, as their external staff person. Um, the second goal or focus that we had was around community development. So getting engaged with uh, working groups related to transportation, water, projects that might be there in the arena of economic and community development as well. Um, This was significantly woven into tourism. Being a a member of the uh, leadership tourism program, I have a a big action project that I've been working with uh, with a good friend and mentor down in Colorado Springs on. So that was one component of that. And then the last or the third goal that we always have is to strive for differentiation. And when you think of this, I want you to think of it more of, you know, there are a lot of chambers around. And so people generally think if they see one chamber, they've seen them all. When in reality, each community's chamber mimics the needs and the issues in that individual community. To stand out, I never look at what's going on next door. I look at national trends and what things we can bring on to be different from the surrounding areas. Things like our cost of living index. So you can look at moving from Texas to Colorado, how much you should pay somebody to move here what that would look like if you are a family for an individual, et cetera. Those are services that are unique to us and not some of our Congress.
0: Yeah. I think that's so interesting because like you said, Westminster isn't an Island in itself, right? We're all competing for talent, for business footprint. And when Colorado's vibrant, of course, that, that benefits everyone, but we're, but we're definitely um, interconnected, but also separate.
1: Yes, the best uh, approach that I always give people is we every everyone in Colorado wants people in Colorado, right? We all want the growth. We want the virus, We want the economic development in Colorado. Once they're here, then we're narrowing it down to in our region. Right. So we, now we want the growth in our region. And then you get it even more focused to our particular municipality, our particular city.
0: Yeah. And I would actually push back on that and say not everybody wants growth. Right. I think there's this sense of let's have balanced smart growth, but just mm-hmm. growth for growth's sake, I think has actually been a really interesting dialogue the last couple of years. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Then you think about traffic and housing and all the other things that go with it. But... Just
1: that economic growth instead of, you know, just the, <laughs> yeah, just the inherent problems that are associated with Absolutely.
0: That. So then thinking back, and I know it's really changed our mission of how we help represent our private sector folks with Colorado Business Roundtable. How has COVID-19 affected your membership? And, you know, it's so uh, fascinating in our lifetime to have this global pandemic that is affecting every state. Of course, Colorado started in better shape than most most states in the union. But how how has it affected your membership and what new initiatives have you put in place to try to help them come out of the economic piece of COVID-19?
1: Right. So this has been, this is an interesting question because, um, you know, COVID has taken a really negative approach in a lot of people. There are some industries that are doing well, but personally for me, you know, I'm, I'm very connected to businesses. So when I, I'm in a position that I can't necessarily help them or fix it immediate, it gets to me because, you know, I can't just wave a magic wand and, and make this go away. So at the very onset, we knew that when things started really shaping into something. That was the first week of March. We turned around and started changing and adapting our programs and our servicing. We knew that our outreach had to be more than just our membership. So I shared with you, we have about 350 members. We have about close to 4,500 businesses in the area. So uh, we switched over and, and did... Calls out to our business community to check and see who's still open, who's, uh, what are, what problems are they experiencing? What areas can we help them with? We then launched a resource hub on our website to collect all information. I mean, information was going on a daily basis, city, county, state, and federal, that we, we allowed for that platform to, uh, to house all of those updates in one place. Our COVID Digest email started getting sent out with, um, you know, access to here's what the first public health order is. Here's the newest release on this information that's out there. Here's how we've canceled or adapted these programs that we have going on. All of the annual programs that we have, we postponed. All of our existing, you know, leads groups that connect business to business or committees that we had, we changed into a virtual component that was there. Um, We then introduced a couple of things. One was the live stream that we do on a daily basis at 11 a.m. It was designed to help businesses adapt. So now that you have to change your type of work, most of them didn't know how to use Zoom, right? They don't know what online platform to use for their ordering or their new vision. How did they create a new vision board? Things like that. So the first couple of months uh, were focused on business, business experts speaking to you on adapting your business. Now that's become much more structured, we have our mayor who kicks it off every week. We feature a business to show others um, how to implement health and safety, how to increase consumer confidence and what they've done that's been successful. We still have our business expert on our Wednesdays, including town halls, which I know I've had you on before. And um, then we feature a nonprofit because they're also hurting during this time, but still continue to service our entire community at large. So those have been on a daily basis. Um, The feedback on them is is amazing. And the surveys that we have really direct the type of content that we do. They directed us on turning around and asking our city to put together some funds to support businesses, which is the first Westview Rise grant. They also helped us in advocating for Adams County and us creating that mini grant uh, partnership with them to service the entire Westminster community.
0: Well, you sound like you're busier now than ever, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) If if it was possible, right, we don't really think about it. It's a different busy because we still have our members. So we're still servicing them through that lens. It's just there's so much information out there and people are still trying to survive. So how do you support them best that you can without just handing them off to something? else?
0: Right. And I would say the urgency has really changed Mm -hmm. with the pandemic. Right. It used to just be about business growth and kind of normal times now it's about survival and hiring and whether they can get through this tough time to kind of relaunch, rehire, you know, back the way they were before, back in a better spot. And so the urgency and the importance, I think, is is probably more than you even thought possible. Like Oh, a year.
1: absolutely. And, and it's so interesting to see that. You mentioned the hiring and, and rehiring back of people. Workforce is a huge component of what we've been able to help support. From virtual job fairs, we've held at least three to date where we connect the employers with the jobs that they have. And I've had people not just in Westminster, but Longmont or Baden surrounding areas focused on, you know, what jobs are out there. Because we're seeing our unemployment numbers rise. So between the virtual job fairs, the online workforce group that we have, trying to just connect job seekers with those employers has been a task in itself.
0: Yeah, well, I'm. I'm really excited to hear all that you're doing. And I think we'll have some other folks listening to this podcast, some other chamber presidents thinking, (laughs) that's a great idea. I'm going to steal that idea from Westminster. And, you know, I think innovation and sort of entrepreneurial thinking lifts all all ships, right? Because you're able to really understand the competitive environment and compete for talent, compete for business. So good for you, Julia. It sounds like you're like, it's really going well up there.
1: It, it is. You know, it, it, we've been blessed to not miss a step yet. Um, now it's just making sure that we transition out of where we are into someplace better.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, and let's transition. You also have, if you didn't have enough of a big job, you know, helping Westminster's recovery, I want to talk to you about what you've taken on recently, mm-hmm. which is you are now Miss Colorado for America, which is very, very cool. And I want to help support you in that work. So, tell us about what made you decide to jump into that role, and what does that mean next for you?
1: Sure. Well, Debbie, believe it or not, you were one of the main reasons I jumped into this. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. um, Right. So, you and I had a conversation. This was probably this was a while back, about two years ago, when we really sat down and got to know each other more. Um, And one of the things that you were you were sharing, you know, is. Just as much as you put into work, you personally put that time in as well per- personally, and so and that resonated. You know, we we invest ourselves so much into work and furthering the community that we often forget the personal side of life. And um, about a year ago, I just I had a, a pretty big health scare. I'd actually had an aneurysm. I shared with you at the time, and um, my road to recovery focused on prioritizing my health and well being. And this pageant uh, put that into perspective. My platform became self-care, health care, uh, mental, emotional, physical. And all along the way of COVID, it kind of continued to be that positive force with with an end result. So while life continued to change differently and negatively because of COVID, this was that one constant positive uh, program that it had still going on. And so the prep continued into July. We were uh, crowned in July of this year. And then we have nationals, which is coming up this fall, CBA on the dates, but I am working with businesses that are interested in getting their name out statewide as they do a statewide tour and then to the national platform. As well.
0: Yeah, I, I love hearing that. I think it really combines, you know, what's so important with, I sometimes say work hard, play hard. That's not really what you're going for, but really understanding that we're complicated beings, right? Mm -hmm. You can't work 24 seven. So good for you for really taking this on and hopefully using your story to inspire others, I suspect is the main point.
1: Absolutely. It is for sure. Thank you.
0: So what's the link if people want to hear more about that, or if there's businesses that are listening that want to hear more about you and your platform and how they can be supportive to you statewide?
1: Absolutely. So they can go to Mrs. Colorado, that's M-R-S, so Mrs. Colorado, uh, America.com. They can also find us on Facebook. So Miss Colorado, C-O-N Wyoming for America. That's where our page is. Or they can connect with me directly by email, Juliette Abdel, A-B-D-E-L, at, West, or at Outlook.com. I always want to give my chamber email, but this one's a personal <laughs>
0: one. Perfect. It's been such a delight to welcome you to the Coberts podcast today and fun to talk about how you're really breathing life into the businesses that are struggling in Westminster and really all the all the businesses that are connected mm-hmm. to that part of the state. So really admire that, Juliet. I'm going to steal a couple of your really good ideas and try to use them with right. our with the business roundtable because um, nothing's more important, as you know, than getting businesses back with some confidence that they're going to be able to revitalize our state again. No amount of government fe- government spending is going to do what the private <laughs> sector can do. I think you and exactly. I agree on that.
1: Oh, yes. So, yeah, I absolutely, you know, the way out of this is going to be through growth of our economy. And so we need to get them to think differently. How do you do business differently um, until they can get back to some normalcy?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again for the time. And I want to thank everybody who tuned in to listen to Cobert's podcast, Profits and Purpose. Thank you. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom, Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.